Welcome to the Tattlecast, episode zero. My name is Jared, and this is a podcast about the Yokai Watch trading card game that is coming out this fall from Hasbro. So I'm sure the initial question is, why is there a podcast coming out in May when a card game isn't even coming out until fall? And that's that's even if they get it released on time. It could get pushed back based on, you know, just different issues that may happen in the design um, or even printing issues and whatnot. But I, uh, I wanted to go ahead and get out there beforehand, before we have any real knowledge of this, uh, this product, because I thought it would be neat to look back after we have all the information and just to see either how close I was, maybe in some of my assumptions about the game, or how incredibly far off I was on the, uh, the gameplay and the different mechanics that there may be in it. So I did want to go ahead and get a podcast going. That's what episode zero is. It's going to be complete speculation. I'm going to just going to guess based on a few leaked images what's going on with the game and what I expect from it. Regardless, I do want to say I'm extremely excited about this game. Uh, a little bit of backstory about me. I started playing card games back... In uh, in the 90s, I was playing Magic the Gathering. I played the original Star Wars card game when it came out. I played Pokemon back when Base Set 1 came out. Uh, so I've been avidly gaming, mainly in collectible card games. Here recently, I've done a little bit more board gaming, the modern board games that are coming out and are popular. But I don't know. There's always a special spot in my heart for collectible card games. And when Yokai Watch came out... Uh, my son and I, we were just hooked. We loved all the characters. Uh, we loved the game. We started watching the uh, cartoon series that's on Disney XD. And we just, we love every bit of it. So I thought this hopefully will be a good product that me and my son can both enjoy and maybe go to different events and tournaments and, and, and just play and have a good time. So that's kind of about me. <clears throat> So let's start with what we know about the Yokai Watch TCG. Um, there are a few images out there online. You can search for it. And you're going to see a lot of Japanese cards and other cards. There, there are some English versions of a different card game. It's Yokai Watch. But it is not going to be the version that we're going to get here in the United States. Uh, you can search for In Spirit Battle is the, the English name of that card game I'm talking about. Uh, and that is, that is a completely different, different game. In fact, there's even an English walkthrough on the rules and a little video teaching you how to play that game. But this, from what we know right now, is going to be completely new rules, completely new cards, and everything. So that's, that's exciting. But I want to start off by... Uh, doing a little uh, a blurb of what is known about the game. If I can pull it up here. And this is my first podcast ever, so I, I don't know what the, uh, the different rules and regulations or you know, do's and don'ts are, so I apologize if I do stuff that you're not supposed to do in a podcast, like say that I'm getting this information from purplepond.com. Uh, I go there and I've checked. They do uh, different... Uh, board game news and card game news, but that's where I first found this this 
little blurb on the uh, the Yokai Watch trading card game, and I thought it kind of laid out what what's coming soon. All right, so here it is. In the fall, Hasbro will launch a Yokai Watch trading card game. A starter pack, $13, will include 40 cards, a playmat, and one exclusive Yokai Watch medal. Blind booster packs will include 10 randomized cards for $4, and a collection box exclusive to Walmart will retail for $20 and come with four booster packs and one exclusive medal. So that's mainly telling us what products are coming out. Um, although we do know that there is a playmat coming in the game, which, fingers crossed, I've seen playmats in, in several other card games. I really hope the playmat is not part of the rules. Um, and when I, what I mean by saying that, I hope there's not some kind of tracking element or weird thing on this mat that pretty much requires you to have this play mat in play to play the game. I don't think that would be the case. It's probably more of, uh, hey, here's where your deck goes, here's where your attackers go, and you just kind of helps you get set up and learn the game. That's what I'm hoping. All right, so that's the blurb. The other thing I'm going off of are a few pictures that were released from the New York Toy Fair. And you can search for those as well. Um, I may even post them up on our Twitter account, which I created, and it's just at the Tattlecast. So I may post these images so you can find them a little bit easier. But in the image, it shows two starter decks, one featuring Jabanian and Walkappa, and the other one looks to feature... Uh, Blazion and Komajiro. <clears throat> so there's that, and then there's a bunch of cards in the background. That first, these images came out, and they were not that great. They were, you know, long, a long shot, um, and then uh, you couldn't really make out the details of the cards. So I was able to find some better images just through searching around, and I was able to zoom in on the cards. And that's mainly what we're going to talk about here in a minute. We're going to dissect the cards and kind of see what we think as far as what those numbers mean and how that could incorporate into a game system. So there are the pictures. Um, I'll post them up on our Twitter account. All right. So I guess since we just talked about the pictures, let's go ahead and go over an image and for those of you that just can't find the pictures, I'm going to kind of briefly explain what they look like and what I'm going on about. So I'm going to go into a zoomed-in card that I have. I'm going to go into the Jabanian card. And on this card, on the top left, you have a number, two. And before I go any further, I want to state that every single card is laid out exactly the same on uh, the different cards. And I mean like to a T. The only thing they changed is the name. So the number on the top left is the same. The numbers on the bottom are the same. Uh, the picture's different and the little flavor text uh, talking about the character, that's different as well. But all the other stats are exactly the same. And I'm guessing this was kind of just uh, a demo thrown together. So they didn't really go in and customize all that. I really don't think every card's going to have all the same numbers. Otherwise, there'd be no point in making the game. So if you do good in there and you, you see a good image of it, then you're like, wow, this, this looks really boring. Everything's the same. I think it's just because it's just a layout, just a show off. And, uh, you know, that being said, that could, uh, everything could completely change, really. I mean, there could, they could completely overhaul the design altogether. But going off of what we have right now, we have a number on the top left. 
on Jabanian and all the other cards, it's a two. I'm guessing that that two is somehow a casting cost to this card. That's how many of whatever you have to pay to get Jabanian out onto the table. And there are... It could be a million ways to do it. It could be... Yeah, let me tell you what I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping it's something you really pay. Like physical on the table. Not necessarily lands like magic where you tap them or whatnot, but something physical on the board that you have to spend or tap. Or even like discard cards from your hand. Maybe you have a seven-card hand and to put down Jabanian, you're going to need to discard two of those cards to your discard pile. I'm okay with that. What I don't really like is a invisible currency that just kind of just grows throughout the game. Um, so that would be like on turn one, you have one little yokai money you can spend, and you would track that either on paper or with a, a die or something. And then on turn two, you now have two you can spend. I don't know. I mean, that's okay, but I, I always like it better when there's something that's incorporated in the game. I feel like it's a little more thought out of a game system when it has that. So I'm hoping that's the case. Also, another option is those numbers could just be a threshold that you're going to hit. So you could have a, a threshold number of 10. So you can play as many yokai cards as you want until all those numbers combined are 10 or higher, and then you can't play anymore. So that's another idea of how they could incorporate a, a way to kind of limit what's out on the field. All right, then we have the name, and then, uh, you know, the picture. And then underneath that, underneath the picture, is a little text box. It just says, Jabanian has an affinity for chocolate and anything related to his favorite music group, Meow CB, or Meow KB, sorry. Um, I'm guessing this was all placeholder as well, and this is where the real meat and potatoes of the card game is going to go. This is where all your special abilities are going to go once they get it all fleshed out. Hopefully. I hope there's special abilities. Please, Yokai Watch Trading Card Game, have special abilities. All right, underneath that, we have three numbers. I'm going to start with the middle number because it's the largest. So it's 400, and it's, it's pretty big in yellow. I'm guessing that is your Yokai's attack strength or power. That is how strong that Yokai is. So Jabanian, he's a 400 strength. And that, when Jabanian attacks another Yokai, once again, this is all speculation, just guessing. I'm guessing he's going to compare that number to the opposing yokai that he's attacking. And whichever one is higher is going to win, and the lower one's going to go away into the discard pile being destroyed. Now here's the part that I have just had trouble trying to figure out. This is the lower left-hand number. It has a picture of Jabanian's head and then a plus 200. Alright, so we're dealing with numbers um, in the hundreds, which is also our power number. So I'm guessing that relates to that. That would be a modifier that will pump that attack up more. But the part that's really confusing is the picture of Jabanian. Let's come back to that for a second, or here in a second, because let's go to the other side. Once again, another modifier in the hundreds, plus 100, heart. Uh, I'm guessing that heart will represent the charming tribe. And if I had to even guess even further, I'm guessing once the final design's done, the upper uh, bar 
will be colored and maybe even have a symbol behind the number, the casting cost, to tell you which tribe it is. That's just a guess. Uh, I'm guessing that will be a way to tell which tribe. I can't just see them all being yellow. I think that'd look kind of boring. Plus, for my speculation that I'm about ready to say, it wouldn't make sense. I'm thinking these numbers on the bottom are buffs to the attack, and the way it works in my head is if I send Jabanyan in to attack, I can, quote-unquote, inspirit him with a card from my hand face down on top of him. All right, that could be any card I want. And then once the attackers and blockers are declared, we're going to reveal your opponent can play one too if he's defending. And we're going to both reveal our cards that we played, and we're going to add those numbers to our attack if they meet the criteria. So if, on this card, if this card was played down to buff another character, that was a charming tribe, he would get plus 100 attack. If this card was laid down, and this is where I'm really going to waver on my thoughts, but if this card were laid down to support a Jabanian card, it would get plus 200 attack. Here's why I'm not sold on this right now. First of all, Jabanian is a charming tribe character. So would he get plus 300 attack if he was played if if a Jabanian was played to support a Jabanian, would he get plus 300 attack because he's he's met the cr criteria on the left-hand side. He's met the criteria on the right-hand side. And I just don't I don't think that makes sense. I think I think you would do two separate things. That's my first thought why this might not work. My second thought from this might work, or why this might not work. From a design standpoint, I feel like it would be an absolute nightmare to have a tiny little image of every yokai's head in the game. I feel like that would be awful. Every new yokai character they come out with, not only are they going to have to illustrate a picture, they're going to have to illustrate this tiny little symbol, this tiny little head. That way they can post it on the bottom left of the card. I just don't think from a design standpoint they would do that. I've not seen that in any other game that I can, I can think of to where an image, like a little icon um, that would change so frequently where they would spend so much time on that. <clears throat> so here's what leads me to believe there may be a, a lead yokai or your yokai ally, or I don't know what the terminology would be, but a yokai that you pick that starts the game in play with you that's a little bit different than all these supporter yokais. I think that would make much more sense because let's say there was let's say there was four of them in the very first set. So let's go to I'm gonna go to the other picture. And the four happened to be the two came in the one starter deck, Walkoppa and Jabanyan, and then two came in the other starter deck, um Blazian and uh, Komajiro, those are your, your four starting yokai. And so if you pick those starter decks, you could choose which, which character you want to start with. You could either uh, choose Walkapa or Jabanyan at the start of the game. I think that would make more sense from a design standpoint because 
now you've cut down from every yokai in the yokai universe having its own little icon to just four, maybe, in the first set. And then when the next set comes out, four more. Um, and that also would help with my winning the game conditions, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. So that's another idea. And then if you play that, and that kind of changes the rule of that Jabanian card, if you play that card to support anybody in the Charming Tribe, they're going to get plus 100. But if your main character's getting attacked and you use him to support your main character in your deck, he's going to get that bigger buff, which was plus 200. I think that makes more sense. So... I've already gone over how I think kind of attacking would work. So you would just declare one of your attackers, uh, possibly choosing one of your opponent's yokai, and you both play a card down, and you're going to reveal it, and higher the strength, yokai wins. So on to win conditions. Let's talk a little bit about win conditions. I think there are, well, maybe three things they could do. I think that they could either give players a certain amount of life points. We see that a bunch in games. Uh, so a player starts the game with 20 life points, and when a yokai attacks, if they don't have any yokai on the field, they can attack their opponent directly, dealing damage. Well, I guess 20 hit points wouldn't work because we're talking hundreds. Uh, so maybe let's just say 2,000. Or possibly they could just choose when they attack. They could say, hey, I'm going to attack this yokai, or I'm going to attack you, my opponent, and then the opponent would get a chance to, to block with a yokai or just take the damage. So, I mean, that's, a, that's an option. But then if we go back to the other theory I thought of, of there being a main yokai character, maybe that you're playing or that represents your little ally that starts the game with you, that yokai card frame could look completely different. It may have a ton of health on it. So it could have you know, 2,000 health on it, and you would keep track of how much damage it takes. And really, it's the same kind of difference as them attacking you. Instead of attacking you, though, they'd attack your, your ally yokai, that main yokai, and try to knock its health down. But it, it could have a special ability and also have those extra buff abilities, like on that card, like on the Jubanion card we were talking about. So that's an option. Um, the other option is we could be completely wrong about the casting cost on the card. That could be some kind of victory point on the card. So if I kill that Jubanion card, I'm going to get two victory points, and I would put that over in my little pile, and I'm trying to collect... 10, 15 victory points, and then I win the game. I'm not sold on that because I don't think that in card games there's not a ton of me taking your cards and setting them into a pile for me to keep track of, which I guess they could just... It could be your lose condition. When somebody dies, it goes into a pile, which I think, now that I've said that, I think that was the original Japanese Yokai Watch... Part of that rules, kind of, as a yokai died, it would be worth X number of points, and then if you gathered enough points, you, you lost the game. I think it was something like that. 
So there's that. And then of course there's you could we could go into like the Pokemon to where there's gonna be different prizes and every time you kill one you get to draw one. I don't think they'll go that route just because it's so I mean it's Pokemon. It that would have been Pokemon at that point. So I don't think that's gonna be the case. Alright. Let's talk about I mean other cards. Other card types. We've seen a Yokai card. That's the only card type we've seen. And I'm sure it's not just going to be make your 40-card deck, which I'm guessing it's a 40-card deck because that's what the starter decks come as. Make your 40-card deck and then uh, put 40 yokai in it and you're done. I don't think they're going to do that. I think there will at least be one other type of card. There's only one other type of card in the Japanese version of the game, and it's kind of like little actions that you would take. But I almost feel like there will be a few more types of cards. I think there will be an actions type of card, or in Pokemon if you've played like a trainer, something that you would just play, you'd get an immediate benefit, and then you discard the card and it's gone. So actions of some kind will be there, I believe. What about locations? I think that's part of the, the fun of Yokai Watch, is going to all these unique little areas. I think having locations would be really neat. What if the location cards were part of your resource? You can play a location each turn, and it's going to give you Yokai money or, or whatever the cost is, spirits to be able to play cards, and then give you maybe extra effects. Um, another cool part of the game, I think, is all the characters that you meet. So there might be like a supporting cast of characters that will help you out. Maybe there is a, a Nate card that you could play. My other thought, another main part of the video game, is all the different items you get. So I, I can't see them leaving all the different items out of the game. Either it being fusion items to get stronger yokai out, or healing items if... Well, I guess healing items wouldn't really work unless the, unless the damage stayed on the yokai, which is possible. But I, I really feel like based on the high numbers that it's just going to be strongest, strongest yokai wins, the other one dies. But I guess there could be uh, items that you could equip to the different yokai to either give them stronger attacks or if they die, they don't get discarded this turn or you know any other type of special abilities they give to the card. So those are the uh, different cards I think we could get. But really, all of those locations, characters, and the items, they could all kind of be dumped into one action card that just works different ways. So maybe there will only be two types of cards, just like the, uh, the Japanese version, which I don't think would be bad. Well, I think I've run over everything that I wanted to kind of lay out there as episode zero. I went through the card and my thoughts. I went through some basic rule ideas that I'm thinking of right now. And that's really what I wanted to get out on the table just so that when the rules and information does start leaking in a little bit more, I'll be able to look back and, and, and laugh and say, gosh, I was just completely off on all of my thoughts about this game. Or I could look back and be like, man, I nailed it, which I really don't think is going to happen. But it'd be, it'd be fun to say. 
So with that being said, I don't know when the next episode is going to come out. It's really going to depend on when they start getting some more announcements out there. I'm hoping, I'm going to go to Gen Con this year. And for those of you who don't know, Gen Con is just a huge gaming convention that happens in Indianapolis each year. It's just one of the meccas of gaming in, in North America. And everybody likes to get their new information on the show floor. And I'm really hoping that we get some more information at Gen Con. Uh, that would be great. Maybe even some rules. I do want you all to know that I've reached out. I found somebody at uh, Corporate Hasbro that is in charge of the Yokai franchise, and they've been nice enough to kind of talk to me a couple times. And I'm working with them to get some information from the team that's actually designing the trading card game. So I submitted to her a list of questions I had for them, and then she passed that information along. And I'm hoping eventually I'll get a, a response back. So, you know, if that happens in the next week or so, you may have another episode just right off the bat so I can go through and and uh, relay that information to you because uh, I asked them some some questions that I think would help shed some light on the game. And if, um, if that doesn't happen, then like I said, we'll just wait until more announcements hit the Internet and then... Um, I'll do another podcast, and we'll talk about all the new exciting stuff that's come out. Either way, I really appreciate you checking out the podcast. Uh, I'm probably going to have a co-host next time. i got a buddy who's also really interested in this, and I think it might need, be neat to have a, 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 second, uh, a second person in the mix so we can kind of talk back and forth, and he might have a completely different view on, on what's going on with the game, and uh, I think that would help out a lot. So couple quick things. I've got a Twitter account. Follow me. I'll be posting updates and things on there. Uh, it's at the Tattlecast. I've got an email, which is the Tattlecast, T-H-E-T-A-T-T-L-E-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. So I'd love it if you all shoot me an email and let me know, hey, do you think I'm right on the money? Or do you think I'm just completely off? Um, tell me if you like the podcast, what you'd like to see with the podcast going forward. Uh, I'd also be really interested in to hear your all's ideas about what the gameplay is going to be like, just based off this, the cards. So I'll tweet those out, check them out, and then you think about it, come up with how you think the game would work and what would be fun and what would make it feel like it was actually playing yokai. And then email me those, and who knows, if I get some really good responses... Uh, I'll give you all credit, but I may do another podcast and just say, hey, so-and-so came up with this idea, and I actually think he's right on the money with it. So shoot me that stuff, and um, once again, I appreciate you all listening to the podcast, and I will hopefully be talking to you soon. Have a great day.